I'm talking to Orlando, where the music jam flow. from a dog's is right oh yeah all right all right all right we are in orlando tonight and what's going on we're on the road guys we're on the road we it's on you there it's on and andrew you're not in orlando though are you no i'm i'm far northbound and up northbound and up orlando all right yeah so uh, we it's are not late for you guys. Yeah, but we're not. Is it late or is it early? No, I guess late. it's kind of technically it's early. Early. It's uh, the first day of IFTD 2018, or as all the dick beaters would say, ICAST. Mm-hmm. We are uh, I guess, I guess. hanging out. And by dick beaters, who do we mean by name? Oh, you know, by name, God, we don't have time in this episode right. to cover we it. We only got one evening. But uh, we've got all day to cover that. We are so, <laughs> Three days to cover so that. ready for <laughs> the big show because uh, there's going to be just people watching opportunities for you guys. like you could not believe. You have an early bro date in the morning, don't you? I do. I, I got asked a to... A matter of hours. Uh, less than a matter of hours. <laughs> I will be going to the industry breakfast. I'm actually the keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, going to be letting everybody know what's important in this fly game that we're all part of. Mm-hmm. How uh, climate change is our number one enemy. And that we're all going to band together and tie knots upon knots upon knots using nothing but plastic straws all the way to the landfill because we're going to get rid of them forever. And, and that's really what we're going to do once you get this to, year. Once you get to the landfill, you're going to get in your private jet. And we're going to fly to Washington, D.C. All right. Tallahassee first. Everybody's going to get dressed up. Yep. I'm going to put my suit jacket on. All right. Start. And I'm going to make a statement because it's bull sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bull sugar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, isn't it interesting that uh, there's problems all over the state of Florida where we live with uh, water quality, but only one place is getting any love as far as trying to be straightened out? I mean, seriously. There are problems, and we're making fun of things, but uh, we're making fun of the tactics and the uh, lighting your hair on fire for just one cause and ignoring shit in your own backyard. Well, that, and it's not, it's mostly how many people are coming out how. Like you were saying, kind of the tactics. I feel like the... The issue with water quality is bringing out everybody that wants to look good for saving something. 
I would agree with that. It's become not so much the cause, but it's become the identity. It's if you can assume that identity that you are part an of the advertising ploy, the part it's, of the group. Yeah, it's an it's a unfortunate opportunity for a lot of people to, you know, hey, 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 look at what I'm doing. I'm saving the world. Well, at the same time, it is helping. But yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> but okay, so spreading the word, spreading the word. But here's, I guess, where I see the problem, and and maybe it's disingenuous on some people's part is you want to affect positive change. So however they go about it may or may not agree with the tactics, but just as recently as a day, two days ago, um, somebody got someone's attention somehow, some way, and there was an order to stop the discharges out of Lake Okeechobee. I saw that. Like and, an Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah, they were told. To, they were yeah. told, right. chill the fuck out, yeah. stop. And that wasn't good enough. Then it was, well, they didn't do it soon enough. They're still MFers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you get what you ask for, and then you still continue with the insults. Yeah. I, I don't understand the mentality if we're looking for results and we're starting to get them shouldn't you be applauding and saying hey that's great let's go one step further not go retroactively you didn't do it soon enough i don't know i just look at it and think that uh like you said carl it's it's a perfect opportunity for it's the north korea effect like i think many americans wanted to to get a nuclear war with North Korea just for the sake of the news. <laughs> right, right. It would make a one, one, one hell of a news morning. You know. Oh yeah. Well. Oh yeah. All all of our uh, all of our criticisms of um, how things are being done aside, we are going to the big show. Yeah, we're here. It's, and, it's, uh, it's the big, it's the big party. It's the, it's the big rodeo. It's the family reunion. Right. It's the Super Bowl. It's kind of the last one for a while, right? Well, it's the last one in Orlando, I, yeah. I believe, and uh, I think it may be headed back to Denver. Denver. So uh, the Mountain Hippies will take over. Probably be a little bit more chilled out, and uh, probably a lot more weed smoked. Right. <laughs> It'll be a fly fishing show. A national fly fishing show in the middle of legal weed country. So, as you can imagine, there'll probably be yoga mats about and <laughs> chill areas, quiet areas. Safe zones? Well, on different types of yoga areas. Restor- restorative yoga. Hot. Hot yoga. Hot yoga. You know. No. They don't have that in Orlando. It's all. It's pretty much all hot yoga. Asian massage. Right. Goddamn right. So, uh, Andrew, you uh, <laughs> you're up in Northern Virginia, and uh, you've been up there for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, and very much out of the loop. Uh, I think I'm about to delete my. Instagram just for the sake of not gouging my eyes out while I'm missing uh, the festivities down there in uh, good old Orlando. 
But you've you've actually uh, had the opportunity while you're up there to uh, do a little exploring and uh, pressing your own personal boundaries and getting in some new fishing. You want to tell us a little bit about what you're yeah. up to? Sure. Um, so last, uh, well, the weekend before last weekend, we did um, a little family trip. We did 40 miles on the Shenandoah River um, up near Front Royal, for anyone who's familiar with uh, Virginia. And um, that was pretty good. We camped out the first night, um, broke my five weight on rapids the next morning in the canoe, um, caught the shit out of some smallmouth bass all the way through. Um, ended up camping at uh, our camper. We went right, right past our campsite on the second night and then uh, capped out the third day and then headed back to D.C. Um, so, so that was a so fun three weekend. Nights, two, two full, full days and three nights on the on the river? Yeah, that was about all that was bearable. It's about 103 fucking degrees. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Satan himself was uh, heavily breathing upon us the whole night. Yeah. So uh, I got about 30 minutes of sleep here and there um, the you, first night we camped. That's that's when you like actually get out of the tent and just go lay in the edge of the river in the water and, and sleep in the water. I was, yeah, I was... An ant's ass away from doing so. I mean, three sweat hot hot dudes breathing on each other in a small ass tent all night doesn't really facilitate much sleep. So, so, when you say that you guys were on the way down the river and you went past your campsite, so there's like designated campsites that you like reserve ahead of time that you're supposed to keep up with and like know where to stop. We 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 used uh, the state park as a base camp. Uh, we had our camper there, and uh, it's kind of on the side of the river on one of the more final stretches of river. And uh, all along the way, you have, like, national park campsites that are kind of designated that you just pull off. You know, wherever you find suitable, you make a campsite. Okay. There's other, like, private venues and stuff that you pass and uh, hillbilly haulers and kind of places that people turn you into lampshades and stuff that you pass through. <laughs> you talking banjo music? Yeah, like Kyle Faster, they're going to stick a head of corn in your ass type stuff. Nice. Um, Dueling banjo yeah. style. You know, where I grew up in Tennessee, we would call that kind of place a two-night camp spot. <laughs> <laughs> And then this past weekend, we uh, got out of town, went up to Pennsylvania, and um, stopped by the local Walmart to uh, fly fishing equipment and uh, fishing licenses for the day. And uh, found a trouty looking river. I say river, more of a trickle of a stream um, that we ended up intersecting and found a place to hop in and uh, managed to get my brother to cast the long rod for a little bit. Um, he, he caught some smallmouth on the long rod uh, the weekend before, so he was kind of already uh, getting the, the 
and tasted it and uh, enjoyed the idea of catching fish. So when I introduced him to trout fishing and how much I suck at it, uh, he didn't like that nearly as much as uh, hooking smallmouth in the face. I would have uh, I so, would have reveled in the opportunity to be like, oh, you suck at this, sweet. And then you know you could he could have got a, like a leg up. That was his opportunity. <laughs> Like spike the ball in your face, you know what I mean? So when you were in Pennsylvania, I'm just curious if you noticed. I was a little bit offended when I was in Pennsylvania. Like, not really offended, but like a little undertone of offensiveness to their fishing licensing. Um, oh, Yankees only. Like, no. So like it, twenty bucks a day or something. Well, it wasn't even so much of the price. It wasn't that you were an out-of-state angler. You were a tourist angler. I was like, really? Tourist? Like, because here in Orlando, when somebody cuts you off in traffic or has their head up their ass and is, you're like, oh, fucking tourists. Yet in Pennsylvania, you're a visitor that's going to pay good money to have the privilege of fishing their waters, and right on your license okay. it says tourist. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to do this or if I'm going to poach. But I went ahead and paid. <laughs> I, the, I went ahead and paid the the freight, and you know, had I known how bad the fishing sucked up there because the river was blown out, I would have probably passed on it. But. Yeah. What area? Well, like, I'm whereabouts? Whereabouts in PA were you guys? Um, right on the southern border in Fayetteville. If that means anything, Chamber Chambersburg area. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. That was my first time through there, so it was a gorgeous area. Um, the people are kind of weird, but <laughs> I mean, Maryland pisses me off much more than. Pennsylvania does. I like. I, I think Maryland and California are in the same fucking, you know, bag in my book. But um, what do you mean, like crab cakes? Why is there just like gas prices are higher? Uh, shitty drivers, uh, pri- primarily Asians. Not that I have a problem with that. Uh, <laughs> their flag is a crab, a shitty crab at that, with a weird like european pattern on it like they're barely america you know <laughs> there's just something fucking weird about it like the other side of the potomac is kind of a no-go zone for me um but <laughs> so yeah. how do you really feel yeah <laughs> so let's let's talk about while we're on the subject the war of northern aggression <laughs> <laughs> And how we think we there might be another chance. <laughs> you know what's interesting is is Maryland actually was a southern state. Um, Goddamn right. If you talk to uh, any modern day folk from Maryland, they like to uh, try to do that. What, what do they call that? Revisionist history, and they'll be like, "Oh no, no, we no, know better than that." No. Yeah. I had a roommate in college. Yeah, we that, don't want them. Wow. We don't need him this time around, right, Andrew? Andrew's ready to fight it again. I know. He's like, I hope they do secede. 
Yeah. Let's go back to Asia where I mean, they came Virginia from. Gather the, gather the muskets, Andrew. Have you been eating a lot of hot dogs this week? Because I feel like your nitrate level's up. There's a lot of anger. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go back to Maryland to get like a nice, like, like uh, what do they call that? Like a restorative, do restorative yoga is what you need to do in Maryland. <laughs> Okay, nice cleansing yoga. Nice cleansing tea. It doesn't sound like he's buying he's into not, it. He, he doesn't like it. He doesn't, just Andrew Andrew doesn't like the silent treatment. It. Yeah. yeah. Andrew doesn't I can like barely it. hear your drunk asses. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Golf static Well, all right. Well, uh, maybe we should uh, just say goodbye. Yeah. Send smoke signals. Or... I mean, we haven't signals. We haven't changed anything on our end. We're we're, we're still all wrapped up in oh, cables. I can hear you now. I can hear you. Uh, we're better. We're better. So, <laughs> well, um, so you know, Andrew, you've you've had a lot going on. I mean, I I know that for a fact. You you've uh, you've done the the awesome smallmouth three day trip on the river. You've done some fishing up in PA. You also went to a baseball game at one of the better ballparks in the United States. Yeah, it was pretty rad. Um, the Marlins, Miami Marlins. Um, so I got to see my hometown play. Um, they get the, the shit Nationals. kicked out of them. Uh, it was two to two in the seventh inning when we left, um, not by our own choice. Um, but it was pretty rad. It's a cool stadium. We got. Uh, pretty much right behind home plate, as high as you can get up in the bleachers. So it was pretty rad. Um, what did you guys do to get into baseball? What did you guys do to get well, kicked out? Oh, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. We weren't supposed to talk about that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, we did that, and then. Um, Mr. Uh, Richie Rich Farino, who you'll be seeing here in a few hours. Um, we actually we actually already saw him this evening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He told me you guys went to Mellow Mushroom. Yeah, um, we did. So I tagged out with him, and our schedules are completely back backwards from each other. And he's going down there right when I'm going to be uh, – he'll be coming back up here when I'm going down there. Uh, he, he gave me a call, and our schedules haven't really been able to line up in the past – entire time I've been here. Um, so it finally worked out on Sunday. Uh, so we kind of lined it up, and he picked me up on Sunday morning, and uh, we drove out west to some water he wanted to check out and um, kind of gave me my first real introduction into shot fishing with somebody who uh, knew what they were doing and uh, wasn't one of the situations where I had to ask you for directions and relay information over the phone from a thousand miles away. So that was refreshing. Um, so, you know, we, we ended up starting the morning by throwing streamers. Um, that didn't really pan out. And then switched to drives. That didn't really pan out. And then eventually uh, we found sea holes with uh, a bunch of fish stacked in them. And uh, we threw drives at them. They wouldn't come up and eat. And finally we switched to uh, guns and uh started nymphing and 
right away. I mean, he, he stuck a, a slob uh, rainbow trout. Um, yeah, not pretty... that I've seen a whole lot of rainbow trout, but uh, no, I, I, I saw I saw your picture. I saw your picture on Instagram. Definitely a a really nice bow that you that you got to see Rich catch. No doubt about it. Yeah, I mean it. It's so far from no, what I thought you, trout fishing was. Was that more of a creek that you guys were fishing? I don't know what you would classify rivers and creeks. It was about 40 feet across. They had a bridge going over it. Well, that was um, a creek. Yeah, creek. Yeah, probably. So. It's probably either a creek or a creek. <laughs> if it was a creeky creek, it was, you'd know it. Mm-hmm. God, you're right. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Shenandoah is a river. That thing's a puddle. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, my whole concept of fly fishing for trout was based on the movie uh, River Runs Through with the dry flies and stuff. So. Did you get some shadow casting in? I don't even know how to spell shadow casting, so. Well, you, made the, uh, <laughs> you made the river, the river Runs Through it reference, so I just thought I'd follow up with the shadow cast. <laughs> No, uh, uh, donated about half of this fly box to the trees, though. Um, oh my god, yeah. that, that is me trout fishing in a nutshell. I tell you what, when I go trout fishing, I spend more time standing, digging through a fly box dropping shit into the water that's too small to hold on to with my big fat sausage fingers and cursing loudly at trying to tie knots with pieces of fucking hair. And when I finally do get that shit rigged back up, about two casts later, it's tangled up in the fucking tree behind me and it's just rinse and repeat. It's fucking maddening. It's... 5X. It is insane to me, as small as the hooks are, that you can hook a fucking fish and land a fish with such a tiny hook. Yep. And, and, and thin leader. Like, our fucking white lab has way more girth on his hairs than 5X does. Like, Oh, yeah. You're... Like I feel like any more a, a six pound mono is tough enough to roll through your fingers exactly. and get a decent knot in. And then and then you get like the real heavy rigs and stuff going. Like I remember last year me trying the whole nymphing um, um, charade and like casting off my flies off into oblivion because I like. Rich was like, you need to widen your loop. I'm like, I've never heard that history of fly fishing to this point. What do you need to widen your loop? Like, usually my loop to the next zip code, much less I need to widen it more. So, well, you know that's because you're not really casting. You're flopping. So they just say widen yeah. your loop means flop it. Yeah. Because you're hucking like yeah. four pieces of lead in a microscopic hook with... Like a little teeny, teeny, tiny feather. I gotta say, oh. an indicator and a bobber are real similar. No. <laughs> so. I mean, 
don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say you're probably the first one who's ever said that. <laughs> it, and it certainly wasn't me. It hurt a lot of people's feelings at next year's IFGD. Yeah, not this year's. Not this year. This year's. This like, year gets no. a pass. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got thick skin this year. It's right. next year. Yeah. So I've also been working on my fly box full of uh, bonefish candy for I the saw upcoming some, months. I saw some bonefish. To fulfill the prophecy. So yeah, the goal for this year was to catch. Yeah, exactly. So my goal is to catch. Well. The prophecy for this year is to catch a brown trout. I caught my peacock bass on fly, caught the brown trout, and now it's a bonefish to cap it out. And I'll be happy for the rest of the year. Um, so. We've got a good friend and uh, show attendee tomorrow. Uh, well, no, a show probably full working. This oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Mr. Adams. Absolutely. Made it down to oh, yeah. South Florida somewhere. I want to say Biscayne Bay-ish stuff. Yeah, he, he, did really he asked well. me if uh, how sketchy Homestead was to leave a skiff. Is that who that was? Um, I, I think I for some reason I I I don't know if I saw that in the post somewhere else. And somebody's like, oh, well, you know, what's the what's the idea about Homestead? I'm like, oh wow, no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> because where would they be? It's They'd be like at a hotel by the by the by the highway. It's like not that good of a deal. You know, yeah, um, it's I, relatively not sketchy most of the time. Yeah, I saw the um, the little Instagramming um, that Chris did with starting with a permit, and then it was a bonefish. And I ended up having a phone conversation with him, and I have never heard more vague explanations of where somebody fished. Then when I was like, so, my guess is you were probably here. Yeah, well, kind of, sort of, you know, like, it was an area that was like an area within an area that was adjacent to an area that, you know, there was like a little cut going through that went to a bigger cut and around the corner there was like this kind of, sort of flat next to a bigger flat. And I'm like. Bro, just tell me about catching the fish. <laughs> you know, I get it. You're not going to fucking hotspot me. I, I got it. But uh, they, they, uh, the the crazy thing about that, the story that I heard firsthand from him, was like talking to Ben from out west. It was a fucking day trip. They day tripped down from Orlando. They left at two in the morning. Were on the water before the sun came up, fished, caught a permit, caught a bonefish, actually had a second bonefish on that was bigger than the first. And the first was Dees. Dees. Yeah, big. And lost the second bonefish. And we're thinking about staying overnight. That was the original plan, but they were both like, I thought they did. No, no. no. They, they made it. they made an executive decision of, 
how in the world could tomorrow be better? We just stuck a permit yeah. in a bonefish, right. and they fucking rolled back home like they were trout fishermen in Colorado and called it a day trip. They did a total of 12 hours on the road, 10 hours on the water one day. That doesn't add up. But Jeez. Yeah, 22 hours. Oh, 22 hours. Yeah. I got you. Okay. 12 on the, 12 yeah, on tw- the road, 10 okay. on the water. Okay. I thought you were saying 12 hour a day with 10 on the water. I was like, you can't drive to and from fucking Miami with <laughs> in two hours. I got you. I added it up wrong. So, um, uh, speaking, speaking of Chris, uh, I think he deserves the win for the sticker of the week award for his fuck uh, cloud sticker. Yeah. You know, I. I, I seem to remember seeing him putting something on Instagram about those stickers and asking if anybody wanted them. He was going to do a run of them. And I remember telling him that I wanted a couple, and he said, I gotcha. And then I started seeing everybody getting those stickers, and I've never seen mine. So fuck his stickers. I don't like those. Yeah, not my favorite sticker. <laughs> not my I favorite. Haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen one. I've heard about them. haven't seen one, though. Is Mark still there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, where's the, where's the, uh, do you know how to get the uh, speed bump stickers? I do. And I actually have quite a few back at home. That's uh, Black Trout Media, right? Yep. Yeah. Joe Flanagan. Joe, Joe, Joe yeah. Flanagan, yeah. I think the, the fuck clubs and the, the speed bump ones are, I think they're very close. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. We, 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 or Ted played the very similar game with the D double hall bro. So I actually found some, some, uh, about a dozen OG first run D double hall bros. Second run. Those are the only ones I have. Well, not, not dog, dog biker red. Black. No. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm about to run a second run of the black ones because the first ones actually I I witnessed firsthand the water damage that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you're actually going to recycle the original yeah. blacks. I am. I am. Would you like uh, contact for a really good sticker uh, outfit? Well, you know what? Uh, ben made a recommendation for the guy that did his, uh, you know, Florida Fly Co. stickers. Yeah, that's who, that's, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right here you, you have to you have to ask for the non watercolor ink though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The um, yeah, so new stickers this week, Chris, with the fuck clouds, and then the speed bump. Yeah, my mom got those in the mail for me. I asked her to open the package. And uh, she was taken back by the fact that it said fuck clouds. Mm-hmm. So I think the shock factor gets Wait, through. hold on, hold on, back up. So not only are those stickers actually really out there, they've actually been mailed places, too. That's interesting. Oh God, I shouldn't have said that. I can't but, wait. Uh, I can't wait to go by the mud hole booth tomorrow. When I get finished at our booth, I, I am going straight <laughs> over there. Well, see, I'm glad you said that, Andrew, because I did receive mine as well. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't have any, Andrew. I'm so. sorry, Chris, that you heard this. 
you know, I'm starting to wonder, you know, what's going on around this this kind of place. Yeah. I don't have any either. Well, I don't know. This is tough. But, so, this is tough. We're sitting at, like, the epicenter of all things stickers here in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> IFTD. Stickerless. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. But, uh, you know, sometimes you're cool, sometimes you're not. Carl, we're, we're not in the cool club this time sometimes around. Sometimes you fall off, you know yeah. what I mean? So, do you guys have a, a POA for how to get into the Yeti party? No, you know, I, I actually was trying to uh, invite myself to the Yeti party by uh, being the plus one with, like, uh, just sending out messages randomly to, like, the the girls on the gram. Because, you know, the girls on the gram are, are all obviously going to get into the party, no problem. So being like, you know, the old guy, dad bod, I'm like, all right, I don't own anything Yeti. So I don't like, I'm not part of the Yeti clan, but I want to go to this party, right? Because, you know, it's free drinks and, uh, you know, all the cool people are there. Mm -hmm. So I just started randomly sending messages to all the girls of the gram saying, hey, I really appreciate you thinking about me, and uh, I'm down to go to that Yeti party. It sounds great. And uh, so far, it hasn't worked. Damn. Do you, do you have any lines on how to get us in, Andrew? You, you got any uh Well, the, the, the Arctic and the Ingle parties I hear are a little more low-key, but just as intense. Well, that by low-key, but just as intense, does that mean like... I don't know, like a like good, club. like a good Tampa strip club versus like a Pasco County Newport Richie strip club. They play the same songs. Well, it's like uh, a Montreal strip club, I think. Like a Montreal strip club versus like a Daytona Beach around Bike Week. Like a Moose Knuckle versus Camel Toe type situation. <laughs> oh. I invite anybody who wants to come and visit. I invite Montreal. any camel. <laughs> that would like to come to Montreal to, to hit me up, and I'll take. <laughs> okay, I'd like to invite any camel that would like to come to Montreal. You know, Ted, you almost seem like moves. like quasi. I don't know, offended when when we even yeah. begin to disparage the stripper industry <laughs> in up there in Oak Canada. <laughs> Is it really that good? I've heard it's dope. I'm not. I mean, I, I know that you've done a lot of uh, traveling with trade show production and all that. So you've you've been to Vegas. Have you done any shows down like Tampa? Have you have you done the Tampa scene? The the Mons yeah. Venus. And, and so like yeah. like 2001 or Mons Venus, like that area. Are you telling me that Montreal really is all that? It absolutely is, and not just Montreal, but you know the small little towns outside of Montreal that where hold, there's less law. Yeah. You don't want all, yeah. all of Canada, yeah. all of Canada. Well, it's like it's like Horseshoe Beach. There's no law. <laughs> Lawless. You guys are just gonna have to come and see it for yourselves. You know, 
Just don't threaten me with a good time. I, have a, <laughs> I, I do have a passport. I do have a passport. I'm not even supposed to be in this country. <laughs> you know, the fact that we're doing a podcast, you, you don't get the visual, but I, I tell you, my heart has swollen with pride since uh, Ted got here on this trip. I mean, it's just shy of a Make America Great Again hat. He is wearing the best Sims trucker I have seen in a long time. It's like almost dog pecker red. Almost dog pecker red. Almost dog pecker red with a good God-fearing America trout patch on it Mm -hmm. from Sims. I mean, it doesn't get more American than that. So... Ted, we're glad to see that you're uh, matriculating into American society. You're starting to pick up on, uh, you know, well, all of the mannerisms. Ted is American. North American. Uh, North American. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ted has nothing to say. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> well, Andrew, listen, brother, we're going we're gonna to wrap up the first segment because... Uh, we're uh, all lounging here rather closely on the couch, and I think uh, everybody's ready for a break to uh, oh, oh, cycle through a couple yeah, of beers. Have your, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to get to bed because uh, I can do that, and uh, I suggest <laughs> you guys probably get to bed at some point other than maybe Larry, who should just probably stay up and Yeah, just do seven. straight through. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Turn turn that PBR into a uh, Natty Rush, and I think. Uh, oh, ooh, yeah. See, now we're talking. Seven Eleven's right next door. All right, buddy. Well, listen. Uh, you sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. And uh, what we'll see in about a week or so. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hit you up when I'm heading uh, south. You guys uh, keep the beer cold and. Uh, the, the, and the women the called ones it. Who shall not be spoken. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All, All right, right guys. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, man. We'll Everybody see you soon. Uh, see, you. see ya. aren't on yeah i think so are they okay i sound great you do uh-huh. sound great you have a face for radio it's the best part, <laughs> it's the best part. <laughs> so i guess what i was trying to say was uh when i hear that it makes me want to 
go deep into the bowels of YouTube <laughs> and just like binge watch some hee haw. Mm-hmm. Anybody else watch hee haw? I mean, I know what hee haw is. You know what hee haw is, is, but like you never like really watch no. hee haw. No. no, man, we always every Saturday night hee haw. This is some good shit. So what's wrong with America? Nobody, nobody remembers no. hee haw. I mean, they've heard of it, but that's it. Sad. So, so sad. Ted probably doesn't even know what the fuck Hee Haw is. He knows what the Red Green Show is. Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I was just making a joke earlier tonight that I'm just going to approach elderly people around Orlando tomorrow and ask them if they want to watch Lawrence Welk together. Lawrence Welk? That's another good show. Like that's, I feel like maybe Lawrence Welk is more healing than Hee Haw. Oh, it, it, for sure more healing. Mm-hmm. But Hee Haw is just funny, just good old Southern humor, mm-hmm. with a little good music thrown in mm-hmm. for good measure. Yeah, that's the thing. I think maybe that's what this podcast might be lacking. Lawrence Welk. There was comedy, singing, dance. Acting. I mean, we. I feel like we never dance, guys. Hmm. We hardly even talk. Well, you know, <laughs> we are hardly talking. We hardly even get past the talking part. <laughs> you know, it's two thirty in the morning, so that might have a little bit to do with it. Song. Um, we have. We, we have no song in our hearts. What? Mark looks real, real nervous that we're going to make him sing. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what what you would sing. What if you had to sing a song, Mark? What would it be? Thunder rolls. The, yeah, I'd agree. That or salt? Is it salt and pepper? Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. No, no. It would is, it, is the group. It's, a, it's TLC. TLC. Oh, uh, don't go chasing waterfalls. That oh, would be yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good one. So, as for if we're talking classics, so, <laughs> so really, really, what you're saying is maybe we should shift and and start doing uh, podcast karaoke. Yeah, and like take requests, like from from episode to episode, people could like send in the request. Like, yeah. you know, we would like Carl to. Uh, to do perform um, snows and run DMC. <laughs> Ted would always get snows and forma, just like always. Informa. Or or or, or or anything Drake. Alanis Morissette. <laughs> 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 and you know, just kind of add a little variety. It's the old variety show. You know, I, I would I would tend to you know like. Probably be doing a lot of uh, Indigo Girls or Dixie Chicks would be yeah. where I would be, you know, laying my claim. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What happened to the Dixie Chicks? I, I don't know. To get really like political and yeah, they got really everywhere for a minute, and then just and then poof, gone. Yes, yeah, done. Cashed their checks and left. Are you going to be singing at the uh, Lilith Fair this year, Larry? Well, of course I will. <laughs> What's the live up there? You and Sarah McLaughlin are going to sing a duet. Oh, my God. 
Do you think I wear this pussy hat around for no, no good reason? <laughs> so you remember those terrible television commercials where there was like really sad looking dogs in the pound? Oh, yeah. Like a Sarah McLaughlin deal yes. on there? Oh. Eyes of an angel or whatever yeah, yeah. the song is. So... The joke was, and it's and it's kind of a, a a passive joke. It's what you do to your family around, you know, like Thanksgiving. You just ask them, so, "Oh man, have you seen those commercials with the Sarah McLaughlin?" And they say, "Oh yeah," and you just say, "So sad." <laughs> just move on. <laughs> okay, so when when you first started, when you first started, you know, have you seen those commercials with Sarah McLaughlin? You know, and I was like. Totally somewhere else. Because, yeah. and then then when you said about the pets, I was like, oh, oh. I was thinking, and it's not, is it Sally Struthers that does like similar, but it's like the For kids, African children? The African. Oh, yeah. Suzanne Summers. No, it's not Suzanne no. Summers. Uh, Sally Struthers. It is yeah. Sally is Struthers. Yeah, they did a South Park episode about her. No way. Yes, I swear to God. There's a South Park episode about Sally Struthers, and she's eating all the food, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she literally becomes Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> so maybe it's a sign that there's too many of those heartfelt tug-at-your-wallet strings um, commercials. I mean, they're for dogs, they're for yeah. orphans and long... Lost lands. Nope. I should probably get my Google machine out, and if any of those ads ever come on, look up the actual like country that they say they're in and see if it's even a place in the world. Because they could just be making some shit up. I mean, you're not paying that close <laughs> of attention. That's why. The, that's why the you, you see those commercials more like at the times yeah. that we're podcasting right now, where they know you're bleary eyed. You, you're not yeah. making sense. You either just came off a shit. You're vulnerable. Home from the bar. You're feeling a little. Yeah, you're. You're feeling a little. <laughs> if we run this at two thirty in the morning, guaranteed, yeah. Yeah. there's going to be people that are going to take their wallets out. And just do this because they're not going to be of the right mind. Right. For I think you're on to something. It's only 19 cents a week. For 25 cents a day. <laughs> for 25 cents every 14 seconds. You could feed the entire seconds. village for two weeks. <laughs> so you actually can. I have a buddy that works on those African missions, and he says a lot of those donations actually do really contribute to you know fresh water, fresh food, clothes, that kind of stuff. I've actually there was a. It's a company that we would all know. I don't know. If, I don't know what one it is, but you know, like a Columbia or a Sims or something like that, that came up with a trucker hat. Okay. That you dip in the water, and it was a filter. Oh, and it filters the water. Yeah. Really. really? Yeah. So you just use that. You know, like like a bucket. Well, you use know, the, use the hat, and it would it would do its thing. I'll bet you that when Ben returns from his mission trip. To the he Philippines, could he could yeah. tell us how much a dollar means over he, there, and he could probably also tell us if he saw Sarah McLaughlin over there singing about dogs or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> or if he was able to use his Sims. Because I don't think cat. she does that on location. No, <laughs> green screen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think those dogs are in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. 
Well, it's, it's stagecraft. That's it all it is. So where? What are we looking to see over the next couple of days here? All right. So over the next twenty-four hours. Well, people. Uh, let's go, people first. Okay. Tons of people. Oh, there's going to be tons Probably of people. Probably more people than stuff. Ted, you just got here, and yeah. you said that your flight was like, what did you say, 57 to 73% made up of? Yeah. yeah. It no, was it 73% made up of hours. <laughs> that That's true, but mm-hmm. um, definitely a lot of people heading over to ICAST now, and FTD. And why, why did you identify these people as being attendees of the IFTD slash ICAST show? Was there an appearance that you Crocs. observed? Yeah, yeah. It's ice, ice machines refilled. Oh, the ice machine. Ice machine. <laughs> All right. Well, there, there, there weren't any Patagonia hats. Um, oh, so these were iCast. Yeah, these were yeah, iCast. These were iCast, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of Pelagic gear that was... Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Did, you um, see, did you see any hook? Any hook uh, sun shirts or anything? The H-U-K? Oh, no, 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 no. I just call that hook. Um, oh, is it hook? No, I didn't, it's supposed to be like hook, but okay. I, I just call it hook. Um, no, I didn't see any of those. Um, I definitely saw a lot of people wearing... Um, you know those like Columbia roll-up sleeve with like the kind of like half windy technical shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shirts. Mm-hmm. But they had their like sport fishing boats like yeah. embroidered on the back, like you know, nice tons of teams. Whoa. Yeah, salt life. Yeah, um, no salt life. No, no salt life. No Costa. Um, I saw some salt lifes in American's Heartland. <laughs> you know, like the Midwest. No salt. Oh, oh, where, yeah. where you went like on ten, your trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, like thousands, ten. tens of thousands of miles away from any ocean, either salt or water, let alone mixed together. So um, I, I saw some jerk with a jet ski life print. <laughs> 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 like printed on his back window, and I was like, you know, okay, I'll mm-hmm. give you the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of people on their way into um, Orlando for ICAST IFTD. Um, that was on my flight, and uh, yeah, a lot of storms. So I mean, big congregation of people at the uh, craft brewery in the airport. Oh. So did you overhear anybody, at, you know, that was on your flight or otherwise that was like, "Man, can't wait to get there. Looking forward to seeing so and so." Um, I didn't hear that specifically, but in an earshot, I did hear people talking about, oh, yeah. Carl's yeah. Fest? Carl's Fest, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Everybody was super pumped about Carl's yeah. Fest. And they were wondering if it was going to be at this iCast, you know, this year. Maybe right. Replace the Yeti party. Thank you, Carl's Fest. You know, if, if, if you were able to have revealed Carl's Fest earlier and we actually put a Carl's Fest into like, like, like called arms like yeah, yeah. and, and, and oh, like yeah. actually pulled off a Carl's Fest it would be the greatest fucking coup ever because like I cast day two would be like on the evening news how yeah nobody showed up to a convention in Orlando because right. they were all either jailed in the hospital or so fucking hung over that they couldn't move. Right. And everybody at the convention center would be like, 
Um, this was like a multi-day show, wasn't it? They either want their money back or wouldn't <laughs> care if they had their money back. There you go. Um, the so so we've got lots of people in town. So there's going to be people of many varying backgrounds because it's a, a, a homogenized show with the gear being what ninety percent of the show, and then you know the little ten percent corner that you know I'll be hanging out and walking around and checking out all the quasi new stuff, and that'll be uh, kind of fun. But, uh, you know, on my list of to-do is uh, last year I saw Wild Bill, the uh, crab boat captain at one of the parties. So uh, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for him. And if I see him this year, I'm going to be like, dude, no more selfies together. Last year was enough. Um Build dance, same thing. You guys will be like, oh my God, we have the same cap on. That's right. Yeah. So that's not to say if, like, you know, I saw a different crab boat captain that I wouldn't, like, be okay with getting a selfie with one of those guys. But, you know, it's generally, like, rule of thumb one selfie per, per lifetime. Boat. Yeah. Per like, you know, boat. hey, come on, Bill. Per chill fishery. out. I but, think is Bill is uh, Bill going to be at the show this year? He probably will. Did, we, probably did will. one of those guys uh, expire this year? Oh, I don't know. Really hard, like lefty, not too long. Lefty ago. expired. No, but he's not a crab boat captain. Oh, no, no. Oh. Okay, sorry. I didn't yeah. Um, no, no, no. He yeah, one of those uh, one of those Alaskan yeah, Alaskan was, guys, yeah. a younger one. Really? Yeah, went out like a champion. Dude, you're not you're not doing a. Um, I, I've been DVR in the show. You're not like doing a, a. Did you need the spoiler alert for me or something? No, this is just in the news and really, the, I had not heard that. Hmm. Yeah, one of the guys, you know, some kind of awesome OD or you know, whatever they do. Oh, hmm. yeah. Um, younger dude, captain of one of those boats on that show. I'll have to get out my Google yeah. machine. Yeah, very interesting. R.I.P. Yeah, for real. So um, um, that you know, on the celebrity side of things, you know, for me, it's uh, crab captains and old bass pros. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the fly fishing side of things, Rick Murphy. Rick Murphy would be awesome, <laughs> and and if I could somehow like get like. A poster. If I could somehow get two Rick Murphys and make them stand on each other's shoulders. <laughs> so you could talk to them face to face? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, is Rick Murphy still like a big Maverick guy? Yeah. Maverick, so, Pathfinder, all that stuff. Is, I heard that there's like a new Maverick superstar poster that's coming out. There is. Is Will Rick Murphy be on that? Right underneath uh, Hans and Lau. Okay. And Willie Lee. Willie Lee, Hansen, the Voodoo Daddy. The Voodoo Daddy. Who else is like their big... Uh, Jeff Page. I don't know who that is. He was on the... Sounds like a wrestler. He's a, he's a miniature. He's a, he's a smaller fella. So, okay. <laughs> so if Maverick has has done the Maverick Professionals poster this year mm-hmm. that'll be something kind of new i haven't seen that kind of thing in, in shows past 
what do you think like competing skiff brands will do to one up that next year like i mean because you know it's like there's definitely that element in the mainstream skiff brands of one upsmanship it's like oh yeah that's a cool bay boat but i just made one two feet longer Mm -hmm. so like we know that there's going to be oh nice poster i just did trading cards right so i'm thinking it's gonna be i can't honestly i can't ever remember a poster of fishing guides based on the boat like, are, are they going to be handing these out so they can be autographed? Or are they, like, if I, I... It was more of, like, a come and meet the pros and this... Oh, is okay. Fun. See, I thought it was, yeah, like, yeah. I thought it was, like, a handout thing. Like, come, oh, no, come by bad. the booth and get your yeah. Maverick Pro Staff poster. The boys will be here signing posters. Oh, I would really hope there was, like, a... That would be like awesome. Like, a 90s professional wrestling theme. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Um... I mean, almost, say, almost, almost kind of like the NASCAR esque, you know. Come down, meet the driver of mm-hmm. the number fourteen Maverick Tunnel Seventeen mm-hmm. V, blah blah blah. Oh man, we could make this in NASCAR. Okay, so <laughs> is Maverick completely like an entity of its own, or is it like owned partially by no I think Mavericks? Uh, because like I've never ever seen a Maverick with anything other than that power on it. It's almost like you know you don't see a G three with anything other than because it's owned by Yamaha. Yeah, and I've heard kind of when you get in bed with them far enough, they will actually do you know some kind of power matching to where your boat's kind of built around a weight and power scale of one of their motors like in particular okay and they'll do all the performance testing and whatever and i i don't know i don't know if they own part of it or you're contractually obligated or whatever but there are there's actually dealerships have you ever seen a maverick without a one yamaha one and it was just recently um Mr. Your friend and mine, Tyler. Tyler, brand new with a Mercury. Oh, white Mercury. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. From the factory. So, but th- I think it, you know, if you ask, you can get whatever you want. But okay. Um, the that is a good. That's a good question. I've always kind of wondered about that because there's some kind of like dealership sometimes. Because like Eastcape, I think you can get. I think. Almost a Suzuki, a Yamaha. Uh, I remember E-Tex being on there. Uh huh. E-Tex. I even think that they've had some like marks on the on the back. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Kevin's going to do like a poster of just like a whole bunch of squares of just himself. Like, come meet Kevin looking left. Kevin looking right. <laughs> Kevin looking straight at you. Kevin looking up. Kevin looking down. Do you, Kevin uh, flexing. Do Kevin you, doing CrossFit. Do you think they're going to have um, their new bay boat at the show? Oh, yeah. Because last year they had it there, but it was just... Uh, just a photo. Just a drawing. In poster board form. Right. Don't forget the Scanoo. Oh, is that's the, the is, big thing this year. Oh, is the yeah. Scanoo going to be out he this put, year? Yeah, he put it up a couple times. Like, if you don't Scanoo yet, you will after I cast. Like, oh, really? I'm going to have to go by and see Kevin then. 
What one? Skinnooby dooby doo. Is it going to be Kevin looking left? Kevin looking right? Kevin wearing purple. Kevin wearing pink. Kevin wearing green. Like which one of the poster? I'm hoping that I get Kevin looking longingly over his shoulder. Oh shit! Yeah, I was gonna see if like a, a little bit of a, a little bit a little bit of tucked chin. <laughs> yeah, like looking over. I was gonna see if Sunset Kevin was around. Looking longingly, Kevin. Right. Oh, that's the best one. You know, I'm still surprised that Kevin hasn't been on the podcast. I, I mean, know. we keep inviting him, and he keeps like. Always saying, yeah, I want to, but he never shows up at the same hotel we're staying at. I know. Well, One of these days. Busy guy. He is. They're actually building a lot of boats. They are. Yeah. They're rocking and rolling. No, no doubt about it. So we'll have to catch him off guard maybe if they have a good day. So he sells a bunch of boats tomorrow. Do you think uh, Chittam will be around? I know Hal he was, was here last year. year. Yeah. He wasn't here with a. I guess he did have a boat. It was there as part of the Tahatsu. Oh yeah, you're booth. right. So it really wasn't like. You know, it's I, kind of I a think funny. they've got all of their boats out in Texas right now. Yeah, they're on their way. Their to Their demo somewhere. tour or yeah. whatever. So maybe they won't be around. So the skiff game, I'm sure, will be well represented. Um, I think it's kind of funny, though, because the show's for dealers to come and buy stuff to stock their shops. Right. Nobody buys fucking custom boats to stock their fly shops. You know, that's an interesting observation. Yeah, there's no reason for them to be there. (laughs) (laughs) At all. (laughs) You're actually 100% right. So it's, you know, it's just like, uh, oh, these people kind of know what's up. Check it out. Well, they're showing up for the people that are just there to look at the show and walk the floor. Yeah, but you know that's the thing is they're the show the is not supposed to, the show's not supposed to be um, a consumer show. Yeah, there's no there's not. So I mean, there you're certainly right, Ted. There are people, especially Orlando, in Florida in general. People are going to come up here and. And you know, get in to go to the show for whatever reason and and what by whatever means, but really, there's no buying or selling of anything. It's really for dealers to come in and make orders for you know next year. I agree. It doesn't stop people coming to get a business card or whatever, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, people still want to just come and like see what the show is all about, right? You know, I mean, it's just it's it's so. What are much you allowed hype. in? It's it's so much industry hype. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, to I guess, Carl's point, yeah. there's there's not a lot of Joe Public there. But do they? You know, I don't know if it's worth it to pay for a spot for. You know, media. It's hour. expensive yeah. to be at that show. So you have like the media, the couple hours of media in the beginning that'll go and take all the photos and whatever in the very, very beginning of the show, probably. And then is that enough to pay for a spot for like those media guys to, oh, look at what, you know, whoever brought this year, boat company? I don't know. Look at this. This is nice. But it's not, you know, it's not an item that you would even, you know, maybe the, in, uh, like we're talking about Kevin's GNU, maybe that is a type of model that they'll do to sit at a 
you know, a, 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 a shop. Maybe. Yeah, because some places have, like, think, you know, kayaks. And I mean, I've only seen that Skanu thing, like, once, and it was a while back. And then I really haven't, like, I don't even know what the dimensions are. I mean, I know that Kevin kind of addressed it to us that one time, and it's, like, a hybrid between a skiff and a... Um, like a paddle, paddle canoe. craft. Yeah, 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 it's like a mashup. So, you know, is is it in place of the the fly shop that carries boat paddle boards, they'll instead have East Cape skinnoos. Mm-hmm. Which would make sense. I mean, the 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 high end paddle boards and the the fishing style ones and the boat ones and whatever are getting more and more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, Ted, you've got uh, you got a boat boat paddleboard, don't you? Yeah. Well, yours is like a yeah. I have the, the, the oh L2. no, the live yeah, yeah. The, like live two fish or whatever yeah. the L two yeah yeah I have the L two yeah. So which it's more of like a a pontoon like catamaran catamaran yeah. catamaran yeah. So it's got um, it's got yeah the the dual hull and it's super right. stable and i mean i'm a big guy i'm 250 pounds you know so it's not like i can just hop on any paddle board and like be stable so that's why i bought it was for the weight um what it would give me in terms of capacity okay um but i mean that market's doesn't seem to be going anywhere in what sense as far as paddleboard stuff you're saying going anywhere isn't going away or yeah, being yeah. popular um i think it's I think, wildly popular yeah i think it's just, but it's, it's just growing. as popular as yeah as it was last year or you know a couple of years ago i don't think it's like a you know a, a flash in the in the night oh no 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 yeah around, i so. agree it's not going anywhere as it yeah. is not going away yeah yeah so i don't think it's really gonna for somebody like a you know, skiff manufacturer to come out with something to compete, I don't think is a silly thing at all. And I've actually noticed, what is it, uh, the Kayo, they got really busy with all their boat building, but he made paddle boards first. That's really? Yes. Time. Yeah, he was yep. for a long time. So he, but I haven't seen any of them. And they were really nice. I mean, they were, he did a lot of like kind of creative stuff as far as how their look and the finishes and whatever. Um, like some kind of distressed looking ones and the airbrush and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I haven't seen any of them lately because I think they're just too, too busy building consumed. boats. Yeah. yeah. But they weren't cheap either. I mean, they were kind of high end and, right. and very nice. Um, I almost think they might be leaving something on the table, not doing it anymore. You know, if they had a if they had a market there and they had a lot going on, yeah, it's you know. a hard market to break into. Though yeah, I mean, yeah. there are so many manufacturers now, and it's and yeah. it's hard because I do follow a lot of sort of stand up paddle yeah. kind of related stuff, and it's just they're a new saturated. Company. Yeah, it's very saturated, mm-hmm. and you see a lot of the major players that are doing really really well. Um, but you know, just on the note of where that industry is going, too, you see a couple of manufacturers like Live, but also mm-hmm. like Boat, who are coming out with mounts that you could actually put a two and a half horse uh, power motor on, mm-hmm. and you know, people don't even actually have to paddle anymore. So it's actually breaking into the skiff market a little bit yeah, in yeah. terms of micro skiff market, where you have. So it's what was the one? So you're saying that the OG sup people sup. So, <laughs> are actually trying to get into the Skanu market? I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and, and and you know, there's yeah, a great opportunity. Yeah, I remember. I, I want to say it was maybe last year. 
at the show or or a year before that uh was i guess it would would be boat yeah was came out with that rover yeah where it's outboard powered mm-hmm. and that's you know all took that kind off. of stuff i think it it's last off. year it took last, off yeah it, it did really really yeah. well and once you put all those you know you start bolting all that stuff on and the and the seat and the gas tank and the this and that and the other they're expensive oh very yeah. expensive so, you yeah, know. it turns into five or six thousand dollars real quick. Yeah, so, very, very quick. So, you've got the L2. Yeah. All right. And how much dust is now on the L2? Um, well, actually, I'm taking it out. I'm taking it out a couple times, even since I've had the Ancona. So, uh, so the Ancona, we we haven't talked to you um, since you you were on the show prior to taking delivery. Right. And uh, I think we did the show, and it was after we did the show, you and I went and fished, correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and and actually, I think uh, in preparation for you getting the Ancona, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ted and I went out on a Ted's polling adventure um, in preparation for getting the... Uh, New skiff. I had the opportunity to get pushed around the lagoon by Ted. Yeah, not very well, but yes, you did. And you know, the I think the interesting thing was uh, probably within the first what three to five minutes, <laughs> you were like, "Man, this is a whole lot different than I was expecting." Yeah, and you know, it it does look simple. It does appear that it would be simple and really it is once you get the hang of it but it's different yeah oh yeah big time and um certainly something that uh i had to wrap my mind around i think i asked you about a hundred questions standing up and back there and um you know definitely very hard you know if i've never pulled you know i had no idea behind the semantics of you know how to move left and how to move right and you're like yeah dude just figure it out and you know the best advice he gave me was like stop fucking polling just stop polling if you don't know where you're going just stop right <laughs> it would be like the the bow would be like going left and like harder left and harder left and be like what are you doing what are you doing i'm not sure I'm not, i was like then fucking stop pushing <laughs> yeah. you know like if it's if it's not going where you want it don't keep pushing cuz you just like yeah even even more than that i think what you were really getting frustrated at was because you were trying to fish and there were fish probably within <laughs> within 100 yards 100 yards of of fucking boat and you're like okay take me there just focus mm-hmm. on that point and take me there and you know it would take a good like two or three minutes to try to get there and um you know by the time we got there fish were gone i just um, want to keep the fish about 1.5 casts away. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um but but since then um you know when i did get the ancona um i didn't have my push pole ready so i did cruise around in the lagoon and just you know went for a little pleasure cruise myself and the girlfriend and uh but when i got back home I rode back home to Montreal with the um, with the boat, and uh, I took it out uh, within a couple of days, and I pulled around in some of the shallow water areas in the river, and it was a totally different game because um, there I had heavy w- river current, 
um, I had wind to deal with because it's a big open space, um, not as windy as in the lagoon. Um, and uh, also the fact that I was just totally new to it was uh, was also another another thing. And, um, you know, just gone out several times since and just get better every single time. Um, one of the things, and I'm not trying to make excuses here, but your push-pull weighs like 50 pounds compared to the MHX that I have that Carl hooked me up with. So um, <laughs> it's a lot easier to move around. <laughs> wow. They're super they're crazy. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they really are. Um, the <clears throat> oh, what's he just going to bring up? You know, I, I oh. thought I thought the polecat that I had was like state of the art. It's the uh, the uh, oh, what's that one? The one expandable one that everybody used to have. <laughs> the super stick. The super stick. <laughs> yeah, super stick. <laughs> state of the art. Um. Well, if they didn't want $5,000 for a damn push pole. Well, you know. You know a guy. Yeah. Well, I'm actually happy with my push pole. It's a stiffy hybrid. It's not super heavy. I mean, maybe to a little weakling Canadian, it's 50 pounds. heavier than a hockey stick. No, but what what, what I'm saying, what what I was trying to say was that actually going back home with the push pole that I have, it's a lot easier for me to get better just because I don't, you know, it's it's easier to navigate with that push pole. So when I do come back and I do use a heavier push pole, it won't be as hard. Anyway, forget I said anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's completely fine. Um, I, I, I really do want to get a sense, though. What kind of looks, questions do you get from the locals back home? Yeah, not a, is not it a very like, common. It, is it like, hey, why do you have a picnic table on the back of that boat? Is that for, like, <laughs> cutting bait? Um, actually, most people are pretty savvy, um, and um, they, they kind of know. And, and people, it's a, it's a conversation piece because nobody's got a boat. Uh, nobody's got a flats boat or a skiff even right. back home and so people are actually really excited to see it and i people have asked me like hey can i come fish with you which is kind of weird and i'm like yeah you know i don't know you dude like why don't we have a beer first you know right right and, and i'm happy to fish with people because uh, i mean i don't really have many people to fish with back home um most of the most of my buddies are just too busy or they got other things going on or our schedules don't line up but um, yeah, it certainly is a conversation piece, and um, you know, first day out in the water in the river, somebody came and was like, "Hey, can you use that here?" And I was like, "Well, if you go to any one of the shallow water areas, how deep's the water?" He goes, "I don't know, maybe like two feet a foot." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, like you can use it here." And he goes, "Wow, like you know," he was really impressed to see it. Um, but like I said, you know, there's a lot of other water bodies in the area that you could use it. And, you know, Maine is only a stone's throw away from me. And same with New Hampshire. And I actually invited Andrew Gilbert to come and fish with me. And I was, I, if he was going to commit to the trip, I was going to commit to going to New Hampshire or Maine. But he's like, oh, I don't have a car, dude. Um, and just like totally bailed on me. He could have taken the bus. I would have picked him up even. <laughs> right. <laughs> 30 bucks on the bus, he, and, you know, five-hour drive. Flew? Well, you know, I'm, I know he... He he must have hitchhiked because he doesn't have his car. Yeah, I think what it was is um, he got taken like to like a halfway point and like the parents met up or whatever. But um, I mean, he's basically in Washington D.C. I would think it'd be pretty easy to fly from Washington to uh, yeah, fly Allegiant, dude. Like I'll pick you up. Right there, you go. 
So, anyway. well, Andrew, when you hear this, you really missed out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, no, I, I I think it's cool that you uh, you've got the skiff, and uh, it's got to be fun having it up there. And uh, the one thing that we did get to do that was pretty awesome, it was a fun experience, is uh, the day that we took my skiff off the beach and uh, got to fish, do a little bit of the uh, fall salvacore, which was a little bit uh, out of the ordinary, not not the usual lagoon trip. So that was fun getting to do that. But uh, I haven't seen your skiff other than pictures, so I'm looking forward to you bringing it back and uh, actually getting that bow time where we actually pull over to a fish because i'd like to yeah get a chance to stick one up there yeah well you know the good news is uh the practice is coming along and uh, i'm getting a lot better and a lot more nimble moving the skiff around so how was it towing the skiff that far how did it did did you cruise along at the same i i was literally doing maybe about 85 miles an hour heading back Booking back, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, everything was tied down pretty well. Um, and going through areas like Washington, D.C., Baltimore area, that kind of stuff, it, it gets kind of crazy with the traffic. Um, but, uh, no, it was it was great. And uh, even at night, I was so worried that I would, you know, uh, hit some sort of pothole or something like that. And the trailer would swerve out. And, you know, then all of a sudden I'd end up unqualified captain. Like, <laughs> um, um, But, no, it was uh, it was good, uh, good heading back. And um, so the most important and final question of Ted's epic skiff adventure. How many times did you stop at? Bojangles on the way back north. <laughs> um, I regret to say that I didn't stop once at Bojangles on the way back home. Wow, wasted trip. Yeah, it was. Wasted it was. It trip. was a wasted yeah. trip. And um, I think uh, you know I had a couple reasons why, but uh, believe me, the next trip down will be. So, one time I drove back to Montreal with my father from Orlando, and we stopped at every Taco Bell on the way back. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I can assure you that the next mm-hmm. trip... And every rest stop. And mm-hmm. every rest stop, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a two for each time. <laughs> stop in and see that sweet lady mm-hmm. that brought you all that joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. well, no, that, that's that's the plan. Next time I'll stop at every single one, and I'll probably have some serious damn heartburn, so I'll bring a tub of, a tub of Tums. Mm-hmm. So you guys you guys failed to mention, and I, for, I had forgotten since... Uh, Bojangles moved out of Florida so long ago. Bowberry biscuits. The blueberry uh-huh. biscuits that are just covered in just like liquid sugar syrup. You buy them by the dozen? That's for the beatus. Mm-hmm. There's Wilford one? Brimley. Tell them Wilford Brimley sent you. <laughs> there's one oh, coming to the Lord. Jacksonville area. I think there's one. I think there's Jackson. one still in Jacksonville yeah. for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, so there might be another one coming. Mm-hmm. Bowberries. So, girls, ladies, if you're listening to this, <laughs> wait on man's heart is Bowberry. A dozen. A dozen Bowberry biscuits. Bowberries. <laughs> Holy moly. I didn't really see anything. So, last year. This time, and I, I think we probably got together during or after we had a chance to look around. Uh, I don't really have anything really high on the list as far as stuff 
equipment's concerned. Yeah, I, like as far as like what there is going to be to see, like you know, new rods, new reels, all that. There's, I, I haven't heard any buzz about anything. Um, there's no. no new Yeti bucket to talk about. Right. There's no new, you know, there's not very few kind of even kitschy items. You know, I, my big excitement plan tomorrow is all the way in the evening. I'm looking forward to the Drake Film Video Awards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's always a good time. Some good movies to see and, you know... That's about the highlight of tomorrow for me. Mm-hmm. That and maybe probably a midday nap that I'm already thinking about <laughs> mm-hmm. that I'm going to be taking. <laughs> so, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe there will be some surprise. I mean, there's definitely a new product showcase. So somebody has something that's out there. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Didn't you guys see uh, like some kind of new net or something on Instagram earlier? No oh, God, was it was it a new net? It was like a like some kind of robot arm with LED lights, landing net that strapped to your forearm, and you lift the fish up this way. Mm-hmm. Really, it was probably three, four years, four years ago, maybe as much as five. Um, there was somebody that brought to market at IFTD a net that I thought was just the dumbest thing ever. And it was a net slash fishing staff slash hook remover from trees slash like it was like the most root goldberg device mm-hmm. ever devised for fly fishing and i was like there's no way they're gonna sell a single one of these goofy things and people were buying them like crazy but is i mean it was called the net staff or something yeah. but then like a year later gone, gone. Yeah, yeah gone no more so, you never know what the next hot little. Uh, I'm just hoping they bring the banjo minnow back. <laughs> you know, the banjo minnow. The banjo kit. minnow kit with uh, the little micro rod. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. It came with the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So just in case you were traveling. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's there. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to. I'm hopeful that there's. Uh, some kind of new Tinkara rod that I'll be able to <laughs> yeah. check out. Wiggle test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I am excited about uh, the casting pond, getting to see some serious hero casts. Mm-hmm. You're going to throw that 150-footer or what? Mm-hmm. Oh, 175 easy. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Carl, you going to try easy. to one-up that to 200? I, I'm going to hit the back wall. I'm going to unload the entire fly line up against the, black, the back wall. Straight like into the string. Just against it and just have. Yeah, the only thing that's going to hit water on his cast is backing. Yeah, so it's going to be rod backing all the way across the pond. The, the, the fly line will be up against the wall, stuck to it like silly string. I'm just going to set the rod down and walk away. <laughs> For Harambe, never forget. Never forget. Never forget. 
And then uh, probably just look for chicks that pretend to fish on the internet. Doing it for the gram. Right. And like and like YouTube type celebrities. You know what I mean? Like the guys that like wear the cameras on their chests. The chesty. Yeah. So who who's the number one Instagram chick that you're gonna try to seek out? We were just saying, what was it a couple weeks ago? either last show or one before. She's kind of local ish. Mm. Not in the same age range as the rest of them. Maybe a little older. Constantly wearing like Gordon's Fisherman's slickers because she's probably not in the best of shape. Gordon Fisherman's <laughs> slickers. You know what I'm talking about? We no. were just talking about it. Let's we'll call Andrew. Yeah, she wears like slickers. No way. Yeah. Like like the big long like, like trench coat. Like bibs. Oh yeah. bibs. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Wears bibs all the time because she's probably a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that is, that's who I'm looking for. Uh, the only way I can tell who it is if she's wearing the bibs. All right. Like bikini top, but with like bibs. With like grundins. Yeah. Grundins, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm gonna be looking for that. Yeah. So if she wears that, it should be easy or, to find at the show. Yeah. With a backward straight brim hat. Yeah. Kind of half cocked to the side. Mm-hmm. Absolute nightmare. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, who would be your number one? Like broad from Instagram? Like fishing broad from yeah, Instagram? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. They've kind of fallen off. Right? I feel like you used to see like shit tons of them all the time and I you know, haven't seen any. The ones that are around. The the there's definitely like an ebb and flow to the Graham girls. And currently my favorite Graham girl is Kayla Lockhart. Um I'm not it, it's weird, like I'm not even sure where she's from. I know that she does a lot of like pike fishing, so it has to be up a little bit further north. Um, and honestly, the only reason she's like my number one Graham girl right now because you'll hang out tit out once in a while. No, 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 not at all. It's her potty mouth when she does videos in her stories. Oh, she's a real she's sailor. She's a real sailor. <laughs> And it's funny, like great, just spontaneous usage yeah. of some good cursing. Yeah, and it's hysterical. Um, I think we have a sticker for her. Yeah, you yeah. think we do? We get a whole roll of them. <laughs> All right, this year. I don't know if she's in town for the for she the gig or not. Um, I, if not, we'll send in the and, mail. And you know, that's that's the funny thing is like, there's not any like level of pretentious about her. She's just like likes to fish and fishes and kind of has it has in my opinion either a I just discovered her or she just discovered like the power of the gram and she's putting herself out there but not in a way like she's like seeking popularity she's just having fun yeah it's almost like she's 
a little bit of like an exhibitionist, not in the sexy duck lip bullshit kind of way. She's just fun. And the first time I was like, you know, like clicking through stories and I happened to slow down and I heard like, she was like cussing like a sailor about like, you know, oh, it's fighting and it's da 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 da. And I was like, that is crazy. I'm digging this chick. Oh, she's from Oregon? Wow. Okay. Yeah, PNW, man. All right, Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. For those that uh, don't know Portlandia. Uh, Canadian lingo. <laughs> right. Same as Portlandia. Portlandia. Mm-hmm. Portlandia. In that, um, what is. Fred, Fred Armisen. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be. So anyway, that's that's my number one right now. Um, what about you, Mark? Are you still uh, Tessa? Good old still, Tessa. Are you still on the Tessa fan club? I am. Ted. Well, there's this one Canadian redhead chick who who fishes down in Belize, and like she takes a lot of those kind of like hero shots from different angles. Uh-huh. And I just want to see her because she's a total babe, but I don't actually think she fishes that hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be uh, Castor. Castor. Yeah, C A S S T H O R. Castor. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, that's the French in me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, she's she's got some pretty cool shots. And, you know, I'm just kind of uh, talking shit because I don't know if she actually fishes. I'm sure she does. But, um, yeah, the, she's she's catching permit bonefish, and uh, she fishes back up north, and she's got some couple nice shots. And she's a good-looking girl, too, so. My favorite Canadian Graham girl is always going to be April. April's <laughs> a shit. Mm-hmm. So. And there's a good chance she'll be at the show. So, we'll see if I get to rubber belly again this year. Maybe she's pregnant again. Mm, I don't think so, man. She's like fresh off uh, having the baby. Some people do back-to-backs, man. Really? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm no doctor, but I felt like she just sharked the other kid out. Say that uh, her daughter is still what would what you would consider an infant, infant. child. So mm-hmm. yeah, you, medically, I would say medically oh, still worth. You're you're right. probably pretty close. Right. So uh, oh, right. and then of course, of course, my friend from Texas. Yes. No. Never. Are you talking about uh, the Queen of the Guadalupe? <laughs> the Queen of the Guadalupe. <laughs> 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 Alright, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> we all have our wishes, wants, and desires for ICAST and uh, IFTD. So, um, I, I really think we got to wrap this up because yeah. I'll never make it there if we don't get in bed soon. And uh, I guess uh, by the time we recover and Andrew returns home, we'll be uh, getting ready for an episode to uh, recap mm-hmm. what we see. But, see uh, if they finally came out with wireless fly fishing. 
<laughs> wireless fly fishing yeah. would be awesome. Fuck this. At Fuck least at way. least 2G or 5G version. Yeah. So, Ted, strike us up some tudes, brother. Because we ain't got to go home. But we got to get the hell on up out of here. I won't be round this old town. It more for a long, long time. Gonna get roads out looking for the end of that long white line. Gonna hit the roads out looking for the end of that long white line. I woke up, my baby was gone without her. Don't 